Hello, chatty listeners. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Peter. Hi, Kyle. And hello, listeners. Very important question for you that's been racking me all day. What does the cow say? Mm. That was a very unconvincing moo. Well, it sounded good in my head. (laughs) (laughs) That pretty much describes the whole podcast, though, doesn't it? That pretty much describes my entire life. It sounds better in my head. (laughs) Uh, Hello and welcome to Funk Radio, listeners. So, Kyle, uh, in the past, we've kind of uh, diverted our topics every so often to, like, classic toys. Yeah. Usually for some connection to audio or music. I guess really the only example... Uh, I could be wrong, but I know we talked about the Fisher Price record player, mm-hmm. and that was longer ago than I thought it was. Um, but that was a really fun, didn't we? Episode, and I think we did more, but I don't remember what they were. Didn't we do an episode on like toys that were musically themed? Like we talked about the record player. We talked about hit. I want to say we talked about hit clips in that same episode. Well, we did. So we actually did do a different episode on hit clips. Yeah. So if you count that, oh. then yeah, that was an episode as well. Um, I thought we had done more of those old toys too, but I can't seem to find it. So maybe we haven't. Maybe it's been a while. Maybe. So we have another topic similar to that. Um, I think on the surface, it may seem weird that a music podcast is talking about the Mattel CNC. <laughs> I was going to say, on the surface, it might seem weird that two adults are talking about a children's toy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, actually, on that note, Kyle, have you ever watched the the toys that made us on Netflix? No, but I've every time I see it pop in my feed, I'm like, I should watch that, and then I don't. I think I no, I take that back. I think I saw one episode, but it was the episode on like Star Wars toys from the original oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've seen one episode. Okay. Yeah, I'm a fan of that documentary series. It's fun. And that's full of hours of adults talking about toys. So. <laughs> and collecting um, toys. I always exactly. love when they... It seems like on all those toys um, history shows, they always find like the one weirdo that like <laughs> collects more of that particular toy than any other human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's a guy somewhere in America that has like... An apartment filled with CNCs. That would actually be really funny to see. Yes. And say. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when we improvise jokes, listeners. Um, so the, the reasoning for us talking about this toy is kind of the mechanics of it, which are actually more closely based to some of the more traditional music topics that we discuss than you might think. Um so, you know, neither of us are the type of people to collect old toys, at least on the level of having an apartment full of them. But, uh, I, I mean, I guess I won't speak for you, Kyle, but. Thankfully, I do not surround myself with old toys. I do have a lot of those goofy little Funko Pops, though. Not like an absurd amount, but more, those than, are an collectible. Adult, more than an adult probably should. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, well, 
And so for for any listeners who are like, hey, this isn't a musical enough topic. Well, screw off listeners. This is our podcast. So we talk about what we want because no one listens anyway. So something interesting, I guess, uh, that we found in our research of the CNC, the origins of it actually go back a few years to a different toy that Mattel also put out uh, called Shaddy Cathy. And Kyle, I know I, I think you had done some of the, at least the initial research for this. I did. Um, um, what Wikipedia told me about Chatty Cathy um, is that it was a toy that Mattel uh, brought to market in 1960. Chatty Cathy was a doll that talked. Um, it had a retail price in 1960 of $18, which... Did you put that into the inflation calculator? I will do that right now. Uh, and she had a voice box that played one of 11 phrases at random, at least the original one did, when you pulled a quote-unquote chatty ring on her back. And obviously Holy it's crap. String. Sounds like Kyle has some news for us. $18 in 1960 is the equivalent of $156 today. Oof. Wow. That is an expensive-ass doll. So yeah, basically, Chatty Cathy was a pull-string doll. Uh, I guess basically the original one. And so the the... The chatty ring, as they called it, on on the string on her back was actually connected to a miniature phonograph record inside the doll. Mm-hmm. And this is where kind of the, some of the technology crosses over a little bit into our our territory, I, I suppose. And, and, you know, when you pulled the, the string, the record was driven by a metal coil that was wound around it. So basically when you pulled it, it would spin the record for a few seconds long enough to play one one of the random phrases. Now I was trying to look around in various places, trying to figure out how exactly this worked in the sense that it would play a random uh, sound mm-hmm. bite, and I couldn't quite find it. I saw you know a number of examples of people showing the innards and actually like the mechanical pieces of it, but I don't I didn't see how like an explanation of how it shows a random one. So unfortunately, I can't explain that. Is it truly um, random, or does it just play them in in sequence until it goes back to the? I I don't well I don't know because I was wondering whether it would just play them in sequence each time you pulled it, you know. But it says it's random, so I don't, I don't actually know. Yeah, um, that's interesting. So with the success of uh, Chatty Cathy, um, in the following years, Mattel introduced a line of several different versions of the doll. Um, something I didn't know that was really surprising to me is that Mattel actually trademarked the word Chatty. In the 1960s. Interesting. To, to my educated guess, I think they, they trademarked Chatty in the sense that it was used for those kind of talking toys. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just carte blanche. No one can say Chatty anymore. <laughs> um, so let's listen to... Uh, I realize this episode isn't really about Chatty Cathy, but let's, uh, let's play a commercial from the 60s. Using that as kind of the the origins of the CNSA, you know, they launched Chatty Cathy. She was very popular for years. Now, in 1965, you know, by then Mattel had realized, okay, you know, the dolls were playing spoken phrases at random 
or maybe in a sequence, as we're guessing. I'm not sure. But then Mattel said, hey, we want the children to basically choose which phrase that they get to hear. Um, so with this idea, they developed the C and say. And if you don't know what it is by just the name, then I'm sure you know it by looking at it. Uh, it's basically the, you know, flat-ish plastic toy with a dial in the middle of a circle. Points at different pictures. And you turn the pointer to any picture you want. And when you pull the string, then the toy would play whatever sound that the thing is pointing the picture at. That was probably a sentence. Wait, 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 wait. So you were supposed to point the arrow at it? I thought you were supposed to just pull the string and the arrow spins randomly and lands on one. So That was the fun of it. Yeah, so actually, that's how I thought it always worked, too. Yeah. But I might just be remembering it wrong because the whole idea of the CNC was that you could choose what it plays. Well, shit. So maybe we were just using it wrong the whole time. I don't know. I'm pretty sure like an entire generation of children didn't use the C and say right. They just assumed it randomly, you know, showed them an animal and they were like, cool, pull again. Yeah. Well, so, and actually this is, this is kind of going off the beaten path here, but I'm just realizing now in my head that like any version that we probably grew up with or have seen in our lives um, mm-hmm. doesn't actually have the pull string. It has like the uh, slot machine kind of handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah it did have like a pull handle yeah oh crap now i'm sad i'm sad i didn't get to experience the original cnc in its intended form well you know how some of these companies have been re-releasing their classic toys and like old packaging and all that shit true they wonder if they did that with this oh i bet they did because yeah they they um I want to say it was Fisher Price or something. They started releasing some of their old 60s toys, mm-hmm. like re-releasing them. Like that creepy phone with the clown face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had that as a kid. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so, yeah, so you could choose the sound, apparently, which I never knew before doing research for this episode. Uh, apparently, you didn't know that either. So I don't know if we were just nope. using it wrong or maybe it changed over the years. Maybe. I don't know. So in terms of the mechanics of this toy, it's similar on the base. It's kind of similar to the Chatty Cathy thing of you pull a string and there's a miniature phonograph inside with a mini, mini record. This is kind of where I don't really know how Chatty Cathy worked. But in this case, we do know how it worked. Basically, though, so when you think about a typical um, vinyl record, more or less the songs are all in concentric circles on the record. Now, if you leave it to play continuously, it'll go... So technically it's a spiral because it, it will go eventually all the way from the outside into the inside. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to have a record that goes all the way from the outside to the inside, but only playing one of those songs, how do you do that? Well, basically what they did is instead of having one continuous soundtrack that went all the way through the record, basically they had several different sounds that were in a kind of a concentric spiral. So depending on where you started on the outside of the record, it would only play that sound throughout its cycle rather than playing through all of the sounds in one sequence that probably makes no sense to listeners but yeah uh, imagine like the difference between um a circle that has one spiral going from the outside to the inside and a circle that has multiple spirals going from the outside to the inside yeah so like there's instead because on a typical record there's more i mean for all intents and purposes, there's only one start point on the mm-hmm. outside of the record. Whereas this one, there's, you know, 
however many they need, maybe, you know, maybe 10 or 12, whatever it is. Um, mm. And so basically by turning the, the dial on the toy itself, the child is more or less choosing what the starting point is for that record and whatever, you know, with the needle on the record. So it's kind of an, a little ingenious little invention. Um, I never would have thought that that's how it worked. Me neither. But that's pretty interesting. Um, so the original version, I guess, of the toy was called The Farmer Says, See and Say, um, which mm-hmm. everybody knows is the classic one that has the different like farm animal noises. Other early variations included The Bee Says, which was basically a way to learn different letters of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Zookeeper Says, which was uh, basically for like wild safari animals and all that. Huh. But over the years, you know, there were dozens of other variations that happened. Um, now, I couldn't find an original commercial from the 60s for this toy, but I chose one from the 1983 that we can listen to. The founding mothers and fathers knew their children loved to make animal sounds. But as America moved to the cities, things changed. Hi, doggy. By 1965, a great pastime was revived with See and Say the Farmer Says... Today, thanks to the Farmer Says, a thrilling sound can again be heard across the land. See and say the Farmer Says, as American as... See, all these kids are just pulling it and it's randomly spinning. So even the commercial's making them do it wrong. Now I'm confused. So I I think what happens is that you point it at the thing, like you point it at the cow, and then you pull it and it says the cow uh, sound, but as it's doing that, it's spinning the thing in a circle. So I don't know if maybe it lands on something random. So you could keep just pulling it that way. Uh, so maybe we're both like both us and Mattel are both right. And that's <laughs> Mattel like contacts us. No, you're wrong. Yeah. I like that. The kid was like, hi doggy. Yeah. This, so the point of that commercial was pit. basically the kids forgot how to identify. Farm identify animals. Oh God. Um, it's such a weird branding. Yeah. So, um, you know, throughout the, even into the nineties, they were still making these things with all these different themes and everything. Mm-hmm. Now this mini phonograph mechanism that we were describing by the nineties was replaced with computer chips. Sadness. And digital audio. So that, that, the, the, I guess the fun mechanism part of this kind of died, uh, during our heyday, but, um, it's fun to know how they kind of solved this little problem in a pretty small package too. Mm-hmm. in this toy back in 1965. So I looked it up. I guess Fisher-Price has been a subsidiary of Mattel since 1993. So I guess there was some oh, kind of I didn't know acquisition that. at some point. And I guess now nowadays, or since the 90s, CNC has been marketed under Fisher-Price. Yeah, I bet Fisher-Price probably does all like the little kid stuff. And then oh, maybe. Mattel does like the more big kid stuff because i'm looking at all the fisher price toys on amazon and it's all like super little kids the baby stuff okay i get you yeah like babies and toddlers which makes sense i guess people associate fisher price with like babies baby shit not literally um yeah well i mean the the original name of the company was baby shits (laughs) and then mattel was like okay we want to acquire you but we gotta change the name yeah. There's your research listeners. <laughs> so that's just a kind of a quick little weird topic that we wanted to do. Uh, 
it was never meant to be too substantial. But uh, I, I think it's fun every so often. Like neither of us are really like, like we're certainly not collectors of old toys, like we said, or anything like that. But I think it's no. fun to kind of look back at some of these, you know, even ones that are from before our time, um, especially mm-hmm. when they have just interesting ways that they were made, basically. But I have an important question. Have you ever DJed on a CNC? I have not. Oh, we should probably play a clip of that video, actually. I forgot about that. Yeah, I found a YouTube video where someone was basically doing, like, DJ record scratching on one of these, and it was pretty funny. Uh, uh, let's uh, play a little clip of that. put up by a user named k john stewart there you go well well, i guess uh on that note i will kind of end you know this conversation by saying that like so remember in the the fisher price record player episode where we talked about like sometime in the last 10 years or so some super Mm -hmm. indie band released like their their single on that format oh yeah Um, yeah which was who was that? Some no name like Hungarian band or some shit. I don't remember exactly what it was. The reason I brought that up was basically I was hoping that there might be some kind of similar thing where someone modified these CNC records to play something longer and then someone released music on that. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not see any evidence of that. That doesn't necessarily mean it hasn't happened, but I haven't found it. So I was sad about that. Me too. Oh, apparently there is a YouTube video called CNC Hacking. Oh. Where people hack CNCs to say what they want. Um, if you listeners want to hear the Fisher Price record player episode, which was probably a lot better than this, <laughs> <laughs> go to getyourfunk.com, um, which has all of our episodes from forever. And if you search for Fisher Price, it'll come up. Or if you don't want to listen to that, we have plenty of other topics, not about toys, just about music history and um, shit like that. So it's fun. We have fun here. And if you want to scream at us and cry and tell us what the cow says, uh, you can tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. This has been your host, Kyle. And this has been your host, Peter. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.